Bros and Bows podcast. I'm your host, Jesse. And before we get started in the episode, I got some business to plug out. We have A3 Archery Custom Bowstrings. If you're looking for custom bowstrings, check out A3 Archery at www.a3archery.com. These guys are putting custom back in custom strings and introducing an industry-leading proprietary process called Pre-Cycle Shot Technology. Use code BBB15 for 15% off. Our next business we're going to plug out is Southern Loon Retrievers PA. If you're interested in in-person or online gun dog training, head over to Southern Loon Retrievers PA and click the link in the bio. Use promo code PODCAST in all caps. Our next business we're going to plug out is J&J Cabinet Plus. If you need custom granite or cabinets, hit up J&J Cabinet Plus on Facebook. Jake and Josh will be more than willing to help you out and get the perfect countertop and cabinet of your dreams. That's at J&J Cabinet Plus on Facebook. Our next business that we're going to plug out is Josie Sweet Something. If you need cakes, cupcakes, wedding cakes, whatever the cakes may be, hit up Josie Sweet Something and get the perfect cake of your dreams. And now we're going to go ahead and get into the episode. And welcome back to the Beers, Bros, and Bows podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Harlan. And uh, today we got a uh, returning guest on here. We got Shane Meyer from Transparent Performance and Nutrition. What's going on, man? Not much, buddy. How are you doing? Doing good, dude. So, what has been going on with you, man? I've been seeing you, uh, you were training up for your first show, and how'd that go? Yeah, man. Uh, so, I did my first um, men's physique show as an NPC show. Um, I've never really spent any time in the bodybuilding realm until um, I had my surgery last year, and I decided to swap over from, like, the crossfit type stuff. Um and it went really well. Um, honestly, I've had lots of compliments from guys that have done shows before, and they said I looked really good for my first show. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, when we were going through the whole process, it was, I'm going to do the best that I can, and I don't care if I win, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially with it being my first show. So we ended up finishing, uh, I think there was, how many people were in my class? Um, I finished second uh and overall not overall i finished second in the uh in my class for the open physique and i finished third in novice and third in true novice so pretty well damn that's kick-ass dude that's awesome man yeah. I, I i really like to see that you're you're kind of chasing you're still chasing that fitness side um obviously with your with your company that you're making and and, and all that but this is good for um i guess you could say for for hmm, what's the word i'm looking for here uh, you know, when people want to come train with you, at least you can, you have a background in it. Like you, you practice what you preach. Yeah. And and that's what, you know, the personal training nutrition side of things is extremely competitive because anybody can go on the internet. They could never step foot in a gym in their entire life. They can go on the internet and they can sign up for a personal training class, a personal training course, um, like ISSA or the NSCA or whatever, I think there's like five or six big ones. And like I said, they could never have stepped foot in a gym. They could read a couple books and then in two months they can label themselves a personal trainer without mm-hmm. having any practical experience. And, uh, cause there's no regulation, right. um, to the personal training side of things. So when you go through an experience like that and, uh, you know, you're, 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 like you said, you're practicing what you preach, you're putting it in the application and that just puts you ahead of 
your peers, essentially your competition. Right. Yeah. And I think the word was, uh, you bring, you know, you, you have, um, validation, you have the validity. Yeah. I can't even say words right now. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think that's important to have. It's important to also, you know, you're backing up your business in a sense, you know, and now you can, you can tell people, Hey, you know, I know what it's like to have those really dark days of not being able to train or you don't feel like your body looks good enough, you know, and that you've been working out and spending all this money for no reason. You know, we've all been there, you know, and you shame yourself, you know, you're, you're essentially fat shaming yourself in the mirror and you're like, damn it. Like, you know, this is not working, but at least now, you know, you can use that to, you know, to your clients and say, Hey, look, like I've been there, I've been in that dark space. I know what it's like, you know, this is how you pull yourself out. Yeah. And, you know, I can, I can, like you said, I can test that because I think when I was six, six to eight weeks out, um, you know, I've been dieting, I did a 16 week prep. So I was 10, 11 weeks into this diet. Um, and I've been eating extremely strict and I haven't been eating anything off my plan, but I looked in the mirror and I wasn't happy. You know, I was comparing myself to all these other guys. And I remember, so I actually have a coach, um, Cody Neary of Limitless Physiques. Um, he's an extremely good coach. He's my mentor. The dude knows his stuff. And I messaged him and uh, I would always message him when he would post a picture of his other athletes. I'd be like, man, that guy looks great. And I'd be, you know, shooting myself down, not giving myself any credit. And I broke down one morning, like with my wife. Uh, I was like, I'm like, I'm fucked. Like, I'm not going to do good. And I was just in a very bad place. And so I messaged my coach and I was I was telling him what was going on. And he was like, dude, you're good. Like, we will get this figured out because uh, I stalled at like. 176 pounds and mm. i was stuck there for you know two three weeks i think and that's kind of where i was like man this this is really hard because you got to be a little bit messed up like to be extremely good in the, in the sport of bodybuilding um you know and i talked to cody about this you know i went through the whole ranger school thing and um you know obviously there's some star starving in that you know you're not eating a whole lot but this was harder because you know, you go through ranger school or some type of military thing, you don't have the temptation of, you know, your wife sitting one inch from you eating Oreos, you know, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't have, and you have that, you know, when you're in the bodybuilding space. So that's something that you're constantly battling. Mm -hmm. and, and why the, uh, why the stall? Like what's the, what's kind of like the science behind that? Cause that, that kind of interests me. I know that, like, you know, I've been there too, you know, when, when I was trying to put weight on the right way, you know, um, or the best way that I knew how, cause I, I'm by no means a physique model or anything like that. So I know for me, like when I want to put weight on, you know, I, I, I try to just gauge it, you know, as best I can, but, yeah. um, I have stalled it, you know, I, for a long time I was stuck at, you know, in the one eighties and I just could not get out of one eighties. So for me, I, uh, my coach and I kind of boiled it down. Um, it was sleep. Like I just wasn't sleeping. I was extremely stressed. It's, it's really weird what your what your body does when it's stressed. When it's stressed, it doesn't like to lose weight. It likes to sit at homeostasis. Um, so once we fixed the sleep, I added some melatonin, and then we started dropping from there. Um, and I was extremely stressed uh, between, you know, this was a new thing to me. And I was going through that that period of not feeling like I was good enough, and school was dragging me down. And mm -hmm. so, you know, my body's freaking out. My brain is just in the wrong place. So my body's like, all right we're going to sit here. Why am I going to lose weight? You know, if, if everything's going wrong, I'm going to sit exactly where I am and screw your goal. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, you just got to put your head down and keep going, you know, get back on the treadmill and walk for an hour a day and eat your egg whites and just, just be a good little bodybuilder. So, to say. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I, but, I I totally get it, man, because I've, like I said, I mean, I've, I've tried to recently, well, not recently, like before I got out of the Army, man, I was just trying to put weight on, and I just, I couldn't do it, and I don't blame cardio for that, because I, for me, I feel that it is, it there's an aspect of cardio I do believe will help you lose weight, but not the amount that the Army was doing. I think when, when guys would bitch about about like oh i can't put muscle on because we're doing so much cardio i'm like Dude, that's bullshit it's like or, or you know think about it i mean you maybe just adding more calories maybe you gotta eat a little bit more you know you're burning so much off you know do you gotta compensate for that but because i knew guys that were freaking they were like they, they look like freaking water buffalo like just jacked yet they could still run you know two miles extremely fast you know they were gifted and i was like yeah i just i feel like that's bullshit yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I kind of believe the same thing. Um, so knowing what I know about nutrition and stuff, um, so you have to eat a shitload of food. Like, like you know, and it's very prominent in females. They're like, oh, I don't want to lift weights or eat a lot of food because I'm going to get fat or I'm going to get too muscular. No, you're not. Like, the amount of food that you have to ingest to, uh, you know, actually gain weight is fairly substantial. You know, you're looking at like a three to 500 calorie surplus of food. And, uh, you know, that's a significant amount especially if you're eating like whole foods, you know, like for me right now, we're uh, reverse dieting and I'm eating way more than I could, but I'm hungry all the, than I used to during prep, but I'm hungry all the time, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm eating things like rice and potatoes and lots of meat and um, the occasional cookie on, on Thursday, I uh, mm-hmm. ate enough. I probably ate 2000 calories with the cookies. You know, um, it was my first binge I've had since, because I started prep on January 1st, roughly. Jeez. And, uh, yeah, so it was 16 weeks total. Um, and uh, Thursday was my, since January 1st, Thursday was the first binge that I had. I was like, I just couldn't stop eating, man. Like, it was it was disgusting. I'm like, man, I got to quit eating as I'm shoving this giant cookie down my throat. And I'm like, <laughs> quit eating. And my stomach's like, dude, I'm going to throw up. Like, yeah, it was, Thursday was a bad day. Let me, t- let me tell you what. <laughs> yeah, the next morning is probably going to be the worst. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll leave out that information. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, man, I've done the, I've tried to, um, quote unquote, eat clean. I guess I just I eat as healthy as I can because obviously I, I don't track any. I don't get too serious about it. Obviously, like you do, it's it's your sport and something that you're really into. Um, I just try to live life a little bit. And, you know, know that hey, like I stay, I shy away from from sweets all the time and. You know, I don't drink bullshit unless, you know, it's beer, you know, and I have that only on the weekends. And, you know, I try to stay, you know, I, you know, I try to do it the best way I can. Uh, but me and my buddy Josh, we we had one weekend where we just sat around and we just ordered pizza and all this stuff. And I was like, I needed that. I needed that one day just to like college binge on all this food and, and Mountain Dew and just feel good. And then uh, Dude, the next yes. day I was sucking. I was sluggish. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I know that. And and those are like the things you got to have, you know, um, you got to have those days where it's, you know, people get so worked up and they tie food and punishment and they put them in the same plane. So they'll one day on, you know, let's say on a Tuesday, you know, they'll have a burger and pizza and that's not what they normally eat. So then they'll be like, OK, I have to do a metric fuck ton of cardio the next day. Well, what that does is it creates an, an unhealthy relationship with food because you're tying that food that you just ate, which isn't a big fucking deal, to punishment. Mm-hmm. And they're punishing themselves for, for having a little break and enjoying themselves. And the average person doesn't need to be doing that. Um, 
you know, the old saying goes, I think it's, you know, everything is good in moderation. And when it comes to nutrition, that's 100% important. Unless, unless you're extreme in an extreme diet for a show or some specific goal or purpose, you know, eat every eat anything you want in moderation. You know, if you want to have a bowl of cereal at 10 o'clock at night, okay, have a bowl of cereal, not fucking 10. If you want to have a Snickers, have a Snickers, but not fucking five of them. You know, maybe mm-hmm. get the, the movie instead of the king, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and and I've come to kind of learn that um, you know, messing around with, you know, my fitness pal and stuff like that, you you'll put things in there, you know, and and you'll realize like how much it I mean, obviously I don't know how accurate my fitness pal is. I mean, um, but just using it, you know, like you'll like the other day, um, I didn't cook breakfast. So, you know, Friday I was like, fuck it, I'll go get me, you know, a McMuffin, you know, from McDonald's and, you know, I got the fucking breakfast or whatever and I typed it in and between that and uh, that with my coffee, I mean, shoot, I didn't even I didn't even bust over six hundred calories. Like it was nuts. I was like, I mean, this can't be right. I mean, yeah, and and it you know tells you, you know like, hey, you're allotted so much fat, uh, and this only has like twenty eight grams of fat. You know, you still have such and such left, and you know, and then you get through a full day of eating and you look at it and you're like, man, like that's how much you're tech. Like, and you look at what you have left over and you're like, that's amazing. Like if you, yeah, and you don't have to eat those extra calories either. That's the, and that's the thing. I think one time I messed up because I was like, oh, I have to reach the entire calorie goal, and really, I mean, you don't have to hit the entire goal. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I still had like another five hundred calories left, and I didn't even use them. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm fine. Yeah, and that's like one of the, I use my fitness pal too when I'm, uh, you know, during show prep. My coach told me what to eat. He told me what to eat. Like I was eating the same shit every day, like five times a day. It was, it was so fun. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, but like right now, I'm back on my fitness pal. That's what I use, and I use it every meal. Um, you know, it's not 100 percent accurate, but it gets you in that ballpark range to where you kind of know what you're eating, and that's kind of that's really what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the McDonald's thing that you're talking about, so there was a I forget who it was there was a doctor that he wanted to prove that mcdonald's doesn't make you fat and he set out and he ate nothing but mcdonald's for a day and he actually lost weight i mean nothing but mcdonald's for a month and he lost weight eating mcdonald's because he was in a caloric deficit so you can essentially um, in my eyes a calorie calories are different you know some calories are better than other calories there's you know it's a huge debate in the nutrition world um I'd actually, I should talk to my coach about this. He would be, uh, if you ever want to talk to somebody about nutrition and stuff and you want to have him on here, you should have my coach on here. That dude, oh, definitely. He, he has a plethora of knowledge. He's extremely successful. He's a vet. Um, yeah, his name's Cody. He's he's a great dude. Um, so, yeah. Um, but like I was saying, yeah, all calories are different. They're not the same. So as long as you're, you can eat McDonald's, but let's say your BMR, basal metabolic rate is 1,800 calories per day that's uh, the bmr is essentially what your body needs to survive um if you're sitting in a chair all day you know you're not adding any exercise or anything in there so if you're under that number then you're good so like you could eat one cheeseburger a day from mcdonald's 1200 calories you're still going to lose weight even though it's mcdonald's you know Mm -hmm. you're just not eating much right and that changes too especially if you're an active person and you're going to be burning that off or you're you know uh, going to be using it like after a workout. Not that I recommend. I mean, I, I, I used to do that at one point. <laughs> I used to be like, Oh yeah, let's go get a double cheeseburger after the gym, you know? But then it just made yeah. me really tired and I'm like, fuck, I don't, you know, that's that dirty bulk, son. Yes. Yeah. No, it was yeah. not good. And I was definitely looking extremely fluffy. It was not the move yeah. when me and you met. Uh, that's when I was on, um, 
I was on the uh, the sirloin steak diet thing. I was on this meat eater diet that I followed from uh, this guy named Bobby Maximus, and he was like, yeah, yeah he's like eat eat a sirloin every day, and I I did that, man, <laughs> and it worked. I mean, it was great and all, but I couldn't run for shit. Like I was not compensating my my weight gain with my running, so like I was just moving heavy weight without any training prep for it, essentially. Yeah. That's awesome though. I've, that's like the, I've tried a lot of diets and I've never tried the hundred percent meat diet. You know, um, I know Joe Rogan, he talks about it. He loves it. Uh, but, but for me, you know, I, I can't afford that, you know, that's so super expensive. <laughs> yeah. I was going to the food line and they would have like, you get like six cheap ass sirloins for like 15 bucks. So I was just doing that, oh, like yeah. prepping up for the week, but I always had salad with it. I never went a hundred percent carnivore. I always had, uh, like a Caesar salad or something, always with it, or did rice and salad, or just do rice and steak. Um, and it yeah. was great. It's it it's it's good and all, but I think now that you know, being out, I'm able to adjust my schedule better, and I have a little bit more say when it comes to stuff. So that's that's really the, the nice part. So now I can really say, hey, like I'm gonna take these many protein shakes throughout the day. You know, I did the whole math for the body weight and. I know what I like to eat, you know, for lunch and, and all that stuff now. Now I kind of have it gauged the right way. Yeah, man. And, you know, once you get all that crap figured out, like, for yourself, it becomes a lot easier, you know, mm-hmm. um, when you kind of have a half-ass plan, you know, I w- especially if you feel like you're going for, like, uh, how should I say this? So one of my buddies, Cody, he uh, he doesn't train for aesthetics, so he trains for performance. And those are completely different things, but they fall under the same plane, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. But so his diet is like, I eat an extremely low-fat diet. Um, so I'm eating pretty much just fucking chicken <laughs> and the occasional steak. But, you know, um, he's eating a lot of fats. He loves his fats. But for me, I'm all about mass food, like lots of volume. And, you know, um, fats is nine calories per gram. So in carbohydrates and proteins are only four calories per gram. So you can eat double the amount of carbohydrates and protein that you can for a fat. Mm-hmm. So, and one thing too, I know you're really big into uh, deer hunting and all that good stuff like I am. I don't know a whole lot about it, but like a, a venison diet, I know like deer and like wild game, all that stuff's way leaner than yeah, like the, like beef and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, my buddies that I mean, they stock up all year. You know, when they're a lot more successful, obviously. So they got they got mad freezers full of full of deer meat. But yeah, they they talk about. It. I mean, it's just leaner. It tastes better to me, honestly. I mean, I've had deer sausage and deer biscuits, and I've been like, man, these are this is amazing. This tastes so much better than what I've I've eaten before. And it's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, leading up leading up to your prep and and stuff like that you know, why, why get out of CrossFit? What, what kind of injury did you sustain? And, and what is your, what is your opinion on, and I don't want to tag CrossFit as, cause that's just a, uh, you know, that's a trademark name, but I guess, you know, whatever that fitness realm falls into, you know, that, that kind of hit stuff and, and all that, you know, what is, why the shift now just to aesthetics? So I got injured. Um, you know, I, I blew, <laughs> I blew two, I herniated two discs in my lower, in my lumbar spine. Um, but there's, there's a lot of factors that fall into that. I'm not going to completely blame it on CrossFit type stuff. You know, I was doing a lot of stuff I shouldn't have been doing. I was lifting way too heavy with not the greatest form because I was more worried about numbers, which isn't smart. 
Um, I'd say the main reason I swapped over from CrossFit to aesthetics was because I was honestly just bored of it. Um, I looked the same all the time. My nutrition wasn't right. So I was like this 150 pound, you know, little manlet that just looked like crap. But I mean, granted, you know, I was that typical, you know, people are like in the, in the army, they're like, oh, he just runs a good two mile and does pushups, you know? Um, so I, I tried to be more balanced. So I started, you know, implementing a little bit of bodybuilding and then I got injured and then I went a whole year without really doing a whole lot. Um, and then post-surgery, uh, what was it? 60 days. I was like, I'm getting out of the army. I don't need to run anymore. Fuck it. Let's just get like, and be big. So <laughs> that's essentially why that's what I started doing. And I just fell in love with it. Yeah, man, that's good to go. I remember, yeah, I remember seeing your post of you like starting up and, and, and getting into the bodybuilding thing and, and I was like, oh, damn, I guess he's switching over. You know, I haven't uh, haven't fully switched over to, like, single body part splits yet. I'd, I'm i a big, like, full body plan kind of guy, I guess. Uh, yeah. I love the 3 by 5 scheme. Um, you know, uh, the super squat program is one of my favorites. I, I did that one, and I, I actually saw a lot of really good improvement with that. Um, and now I'm on a, I just started, well, Monday I'll take it serious. I was kind of fucking around this week cause I, um, I kind of just, I don't know. I just had one of those weeks where I was like, oh, I don't know if I, what I want to do. I don't know what kind of program I want to get on. <laughs> like, I'm just going to fuck around and do everything, get a workout in. Um, yeah. but now I'm on a, I'm going to start this upper lower, uh, scheme. Um, and then finally start implementing cardio again on the off days because, uh, I do miss I do miss going for at least one long run, um, air, you know some sled drags some some weighted sled drags would be nice on on the off day as well. So I've been looking at that a lot, and and that's what I'm kind of gonna go back towards. I was following this dude um, on damn what is his name? I was following him on Instagram, and he's got this uh, it's called uh, something Hunter Predator Pack Mule podcast or whatever and he's like a, a nutrition and sports coach strength and conditioning coach uh in virginia for some law enforcement team i think for hrt or some shit like that uh they, they yeah. keep trying to be hush hush about it but i already know what they're talking about so I was, yeah. <laughs> I was like so you mean fbi hrt okay um but uh yeah no he trains these dudes and he, you know he gets into the whole concept of you know just bodybuilding and crossfit i mean he's very anti-crossfit i'm not a, a I don't mind it. I think it's a, uh, I think that it, there's like a place for it, but I don't think that those, those top tier athletes are crushing their balls every day like that. I think They're that's not. like, I think that's when it starts coming close to the games, they start upping up their, their hit training and stuff like that. But I think a lot of it is that getting that, uh, those Olympic lifts as heavy as they can get. So come game time when it's like, Oh, this is the mandated weight for males. They can fly through that sucker or for mandated for females. They can keep, they can fly through this. So, I was actually fortunate. So uh, CrossFit 785 um, here, I used to go there. And uh, Chandler Smith, um, he's a huge CrossFit athlete. He actually, he was on Fort Riley. He's a lieutenant in the Army. Oh, he's wow. on the Army-like Army CrossFit team or whatever. Um, I can't remember what he placed in the games last year. I think he was in top, like, top five um, at the games. The dude's a, he's a beast. He doesn't even look like a person. He looks like an alien. <laughs> um, but I would watch him work out. And uh, those top tier CrossFit athletes, they have like the power lifting. They don't do like hit stuff all the time. Um, a good bulk of their training is power lifting and Olympic lifting, heavy as hell. Like 
they're not constantly running 400 meter dashes or two miles, you know, they're, they're balanced, but Mm -hmm. I would say that their focus is on heavy compound lifts. And that's because if you look at them, they're all strong as oxes, like every single one of them. Um, granted like Chandler Smith didn't have the best form. I don't know how that dude hasn't blown a disc yet, but, (laughs) uh, but the dude can move some weight. And that was one thing I was fortunate was to be able to watch one of those top tier athletes work out um, every once in a while. And, you know, the way they train is completely different than what the masses get at a CrossFit box. Um, your standard workout at a CrossFit box is going to be a decent amount of bo- uh, uh, body weight movements and then some not so awesome looking bar uh, barbell movements um, at lightweight. And that's why people and I'm not saying that people don't see changes. They do. You know, it happens. Um but they get stuck, you know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, everybody hits a plateau at some point, no matter what you're doing. But I think that the CrossFit plateau uh, is is very prominent. Right. And I think that and I think they're what I would have to assume that their answer to that plateau is an emphasis on the strength and powerlifting portions of their, you know, of their training blocks, because how else are you supposed to, you know, kind of get past that? Um, and then compensate for that weight gain. And that's, that's kind of what I've seen from it, you know, and, and kind of outside looking in, you know, you, you kind of, I speculate a lot, you know. Um, but, you know, a lot of these CrossFit athletes that are, I mean, some of them are, or, I mean, they are jacked. Like, they look probably as good as any bodybuilder. Um, and that, you know, that's got to come from, you know, doing a lot of high reps, a lot of high volume, you know. And that can produce, you know, uh, you know, you could attest to it. I mean, that, that's got to prove, you know, um, to hypertrophy in some, in some aspects. Yeah, man, those like they're, they're beasts. Like, like I said, he didn't look like a fucking person. Like he looked like an alien, like the muscles, his shoulders were literally like, like four dimensional, like three, they were insane. The dude could move weight. And that's what, when you watch a games, if you look at who wins the games, if you look at Matt Frazier, you know, he's the world's fittest, whatever that dude wins because he can fucking squat clean a ridiculous amount of weight like that's why he wins if it's a strength event he wins like it's how it is because mm-hmm. that's, that's what he does he balances it and then you see like the smaller games athletes they don't win because they can't squat clean you know 350 pounds you like like they can which is a ridiculous amount of weight you know you can't you're snatching 300 pounds that's that's 300 pounds you just threw over your head that's ridiculous yeah, it's that is insane. I mean, even for the females, the the female athletes. I mean, I'm just blown away because I'm like, I can't, I can, I can't even snatch the goddamn bar right now, and they're like snatching, you know, 300 pounds, and you're just like, what the hell? You know, yeah, in my in, in my theory to it too, like the reason I don't really get into it, and and I know this is probably a lot of other people's answers. For me, I just don't see the aspect for me to even need to do that. I don't know what it would technically translate over to. Um, I get the strength development and the speed that it develops for you. I mean, you're, you're literally speed under the bar is, is epic, you know, and, and I mean, I, I took up power cleaning, you know, to add into my three by five because I wanted that, that strength development. Um, yeah. and the ones that I'm, I mean, other than American CrossFitters, uh, the ones that it really impressed me are those, uh, are the Chinese, uh, Olympic lifters, man. Those dudes are oh, insane, yeah. dude. Like just complete jacked monsters but they show all the they do a lot of accessory work though so yeah so um 
if you look into the periodization of so i get a lot of people that either hate or love you ever heard of like west side barbell yes they're very prominent so um louis simmons he uh i watched a video of him um you know and doing the periodization for his athletes and you know i only say this i don't think the dude's a, a genius you know the conjugate method is i've never ran a conjugate me- because it's a method it's not a program like you can't just be like oh my program is fucking conjugate like it's not a thing mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know and they rarely lift heavy like they his saying is that you use the small weights to make the big weights move better mm-hmm. and knowing what i know about fitness fitness is that that's extremely important um especially when it comes to when you're in the olympic side of things your core strength has to be there. And the only way to develop awesome core strength is through acceler- accessory lifts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the if you dive into the West Side stuff, um, like they don't, they're all jack monsters, but they don't lift heavy all the time because that's how you get hurt, you know. Um, that's when I was in Europe and Bulgaria, we were running a mixture of uh, Russian and Bulgarian lifting methods. Um called the candido program Ooh, and that's when i got that. yeah dude it's gnarly like it is gnarly dude it's crazy yeah i think like, i've i think i've seen that online um it's it was i think it was like right underneath mad cow the mad cow method it was it was this russian like method uh that they were using for lifting that's insane yeah we were like we were lifting it just focuses on the squat bench and deadlift and you're lifting like you know, 70, 75, 75 to, you know, 95% of your one rep max almost daily. Like you're, it's just straight crushes your soul. It's, it's not fun. I actually just, uh, gave, um, one of my old soldiers that program. He was like, I want to develop strength. I was like, all right, got the one for you, but don't, yeah. don't call me. If you, if you blow your spine out. Like, yeah, for real. No, I'm, I, I no see that's, that's my thing with it. And I'm, and I am by no means for anybody, you know, that ends up listening to this, like, by no means a power lifter, none of those things. Um, so I'm, I made sound completely uh, um, stupid saying this, but for me, it's just realistically you trying to produce a max effort lift every other workout three days out of the week just seems um, you're going to plateau at some point or hurt yourself because unless you're going to take steroids or you're a genetic freak, you're not going to push past a certain level of plateau. Like at some point your body's just going to stop and be like, dude, I cannot lift this anymore. You'll have to deload and do this again. Or the way that I like to see things and what I see a lot now, you know, now because maybe because I'm paying attention more to it is, is the the first day of the week, you know, that Monday, if you're running a three by five, so three days a week, I mean, it's that you're doing a heavy lift, you're doing your, you're knocking out your heavy lifts and then you're, lowering the weight and um and upping the reps the middle of the week and then at the end of the week you're doing something really light you know um you're doing the same the same scheme but say you're going for more of like four sets of 10 and you're working more hypertrophy work at the end of the week and that way you and you're also getting accessories in and stuff like that to help you build up for the following week and that way your body can kind of recover because your cns system is just getting destroyed if you're doing trying to max out three days a week. I just don't see enough recovery time for you. Yeah. And that's like, how should I say this? Like I'm not, and I'm in the same boat as you. I'm by no means a powerlifter. I 
I bro lift. That's what I do. That's why I love, you know, curls for girls or whatever. <laughs> um, so I, I agree with you. Um, even if your nutrition is on point and all that good stuff, everybody has a max genetic potential or genetic limit, as you want to call it. Um, so like for me, I'll never be 200 pounds solid stout on the Olympus, Olympia stage. Never in my life. doesn't matter how hard I train. I will never, I just don't have the genetics for it. And that's kind of how it falls across the entire realm of fitness. So once you hit a certain plateau or something like that, um, you're either going to have to add some type of synthetic compound or, you know, I'll be honest, I don't really know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> More you know everybody's going to hit that. Yeah. I mean, everybody's going to hit that point where it's like your body's like, hey, dude, like I can't like I'm sorry. Like so then you go ahead and you can run your roids or, or whatever, you know, whatever you want to do. Just gonna have to get yeah, a man. at night, you know, before ten o'clock. That that bowl of cereal, you're gonna have to get that Lucky Sarms in. Just nice. You gotta get the, yeah, exactly. You gotta <laughs> you know put a couple of drips of that LGD in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I would tell you. I mean, Sarms is a supplement. I I don't mind it at all. Um, I ran it once. Um, it's not a bad it's not a bad supplement, but you know everyone thinks these things are magic pills. It's like you still gotta put the work in. <laughs> You still got to go to the gym every day. You still got to eat right. Like it's just not going to magically happen. If not, you're just going to piss it out. So exactly, might as well use it if you got it and 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 do it. And the same thing falls for creatine. Like everyone thinks, like oh, I'm just going to take creatine and and not you know people don't want to load it right or uh, when they take it, you know they're not drinking enough water throughout the day and and they just piss it out. And I'm like, well, you just wasted all your money. Like you're not utilizing that supplement for what it's supposed to be for because it's such a well tested you know, a uh, well-known and researched, um, supplement that it's, it's recommended, you know, you should use it. And now they're apparently, I was listening to this one thing that apparently now, I mean, they're recommending that it's safe enough for, for kids to use, uh, like Dude. young high school athletes start using it. And they're, they said it is safe for them to use because it's not going to overload the system. As long as you're loading it properly, uh, then you'll be good yeah, to go. So, um, five grams, five grams a day, um, for creatine. You know, no more, no less. Uh, that's that's what I take. That's the general rule of thumb. Um, that's kind of what your body can handle is in what it can take. Um, but that's like, no, by no means am I saying that that's 100% truth. But that's everything that I've studied and everything I read. Five grams, three to five grams of creatine per day is all that you need. Um, and yeah, I believe that that's, it's 100% safe of a compound, you know, or a supplement or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, for high schoolers and stuff to use, I see no problem with it. Um, you're going to get some water retention with it. It's, it's not a big deal. Um, but the one that, the one that bothers me is these kids nowadays. And I've, you know, I follow people on Instagram, YouTube, um, more plates, more dates, Greg, you said, there's a bunch of them where these young kids, 14 to 17 years old are running synthetic compounds. Like, you know, they're blasting test or they're running trend or D ball, you know, um, and I'm not going to sit here by any means and say, uh, say that I'm not an enhanced athlete. You know, I'm not going to say what I've, what I've done and what I've taken, but I'm never going to claim natural status because I've, you know, I've ran enhancement. Um, but I'm also 25, you know, and I'm, I'm a bodybuilder. They're trying to get competitive mm-hmm. in the bodybuilding. But uh, when you're 14 to 18 years old, you do not need to be running anything synthetic because your body is primed for it. Your testosterone's high, your development, your developmental age is at its peak. And that's where I have a problem with 
these young kids getting a hold of synthetic compounds like that because it's going to screw them up for life. Mm-hmm. No, and, I, and, I've, and I've made that I made that mistake when I was in Hawaii. Um, I took some some super tests at one point, and it was cool for the summer. And then after that, you know, it's gone. So, you know, if you can't yeah. get any more, it's it's gone. And, and you know, and then you, you you see the after effects of it, and you're just you're you're like, ah, you know, like just wasn't what I wanted, you know, and I didn't want to lose all that shit that I gained. It was, you know, it ends up being for nothing. And, you know, uh, I personally think when you should start taking anything like that, like, you know, testosterone booster, um, that kind of stuff, maybe when when, when your, your levels are dropping. But you have to get some kind of, like, blood work done. But I do know, like, for, when I think it's when you start hitting 35, like, that's when you should probably start going in for maybe to get looked look for your testosterone level where it's at, you know, maybe it's dropping, you know, and, and, and you can, you're allowed to, you know, medically, you know, increase that, you know, for a reason, you know? Um, so, you know, I don't have an issue with it. I mean, I don't have an issue with any, um, with any of those kinds of drugs. I think it's bullshit that anybody should tell you not to put something in your body. Um, it's it's your body, do whatever you want to do with it, man. Like, I don't see the issue. Um, if, if, you know, people were like, oh, you know, these athletes are taking, you know, they're taking drugs and stuff like that to, you know, to up their game. I'm like, okay. I was like, and sports in itself is consistently developing new cleats so you can run faster or new shoes so you can run faster or stick your gloves so you can catch that ball. Are those not all enhancements? Are they not all adding to the game? So, I mean, get out of here. I mean, if you want to keep it completely fair, then everybody needs to just play some rugby. No pads. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then exactly. you let me know how much you don't want to enhance your game uh, to, to get there, you know. So I don't want to, you know, for me, I just, I don't, that's my argument to it. I'm like, who cares? I mean, they want to take it, let them take it. You know? and, uh, I've gotten, you know, I've talked to people about it and stuff and even enhanced athlete. Um, I've gotten hate from people. You know, uh, they ask, you know, I don't lie about it. I'm not just going to go tell the world what, I, what I've done. But if somebody asks me, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I've never done anything. I am 100% natural. You know, not that's not me. You know, why the fuck do I need to lie? Um, but, you know, I don't care, me personally, what people do. Like, if you want to run a bunch of roids and do it wrong or do it right, whatever, I'm not going to judge you because your body, your choice. Like you can do that. It, it doesn't bother me. Um, and you know, it's, I don't get that from people, you know, there's such a huge stigma against people that, you know, that use enhancement, um, that needs to go away. Um, and that's tied to people that aren't educated or people that have bad experiences because they didn't do it right. And it's usually the people that, have taken it and had a bad experience because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Mm -hmm. And now they, they, they run its name in the dirt. You know, if you're, if you take all the, so uh, I actually am getting my blood work done on the 17th um, for this post show. And uh, so I take every, everything that I put into my body and I know that's not natural. I'm going to get it tested like, and make sure that I'm going to be okay. Um, It's part of precautionary terms. So, um, I told my PA, I told her everything I was taking because I'm not going to lie to her. I'm like, okay, I'm taking this. And she was like, oh, I think the people that are giving you that stuff should probably test you. I'm like, yeah, no, like, sorry, that, it's not how that works. I'm not getting it from like some legal, <laughs> legal entity. This is under the table stuff here. 
you know, <laughs> he's like, hey, man, can you just come test my test me out? See if my testosterone's OK real quick. Just come on over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not how that works. Um, so, yeah, there's and it starts with the doctors. Like some doctors are pretty cool with it. And obviously my PA is not fucking cool with it. So, <laughs> But the problem is like when guys blast all this stuff and then they don't get their blood work checked and now they're screwed. Like yep. just do it. Like the doctor is going to look at you like you're a moron, but who cares? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the thing too, you know, to, to emphasize with this um, is you do got to get your blood work done. You got to do the, you got to do the, the maintenance that's required of this and, and let's face it, I mean, be real, realistic with yourself. If you want to take, you know, synthetic supplements uh, that are not natural to you, uh, legal or uh, illegal, whatever, you know, you're doing, um, again, they're not magic pills. Um, these dudes that, that, that end up taking, uh, you know, these drugs, they, didn't, they don't just take it and wake up the next day and, and they're Captain America. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. These dudes are still putting masses amounts of work in their diet is super clean you know they're they're putting up weight they're trying to measure their numbers they're doing all this stuff all this stuff is allowing you to do is just recover a little bit faster you know yeah and they're getting all the sleep they need i mean a lot of these guys i mean especially if their entire job is to be an athlete like that then they're getting all the best stuff they can do to be at the level they want to be in and all these people you know that they hate on the drugs yet they love they love their 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 action stars. They love their actors and stuff like that, right? Yeah. I'm like, dude, yes. you think that their their celebrity trainers and their diet is just doing that alone? Like, fuck no. These dudes definitely have to be taking something that's upping the edge for them so they can look good for these roles. You want people to look like like superheroes? They're gonna look like fucking superheroes because those superheroes on the comics look like monsters. So yeah, exactly. So, but you know, again, it's it's all about their work that they're putting in. They're still putting the same amount of work in that you are. It's not that they're not putting as much. If anything, they're putting more in because they know that they have to to utilize this this drug the right way, and they don't want to spare a single ounce of it to not working hard for it. Exactly, and and like I said, I've gotten hate before, and you know, I've had people they've messaged me and. Some of them are family that I, you know, and they're like, oh, they're just speculating based off, you know, um, I've never formally told them anything. They're just speculating based off my, you know, transformation stuff. And they're like, oh, it's all just roids. It's all just steroids. I'm like, you know what? Here, let me buy whatever I'm taking and send it to you in the mail and you take it and let's see what you look like. Let's see what you look like just taking it with no work. Like you have to put in the work. I can sit here and blast 600 milligrams of trend for a month and look the exact same if not worse in a month mm-hmm. like or i could blast 600 milligrams of trend or whatever and uh look 100 percent jacked because i put in the work i ate the macros i didn't eat like an asshole i drank the water i slept good yada 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 the list goes on but yeah yeah the, the stigma is just to me it's, it's just annoying mm-hmm yeah, because it's not like you just woke up the next day and you were like, "Yep, well, I'm good to go." So yep, I mean, yeah. them, Jack, so. man, if that if that was out there, then people would be fucking taking it. It's like it, you know, and it's no different than, than these same people trying to take, you know, freaking hydroxy cut, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna take this, and it's just gonna get me shredded." I'm like, "No, dude, like you're gonna take hydroxy cut, and you're gonna sit down in a dark corner every day, and you're gonna eat that chicken and rice with no salt, 
and I want you to enjoy sad. that. <laughs> You're gonna be a sad, sad dude for thirty days. Yeah, oh, that's funny because it's so true. I laugh because <laughs> I've been there, dude. I've been there trying to like sit there and just eat this freaking rice. I mean, I've I've sat there eating rice chicken or rice and steak and not being able to finish it and be like, dude, I, I'm forcing myself to finish my food because like I have yeah. to eat all this. A, I it, spent it, the money and nobody else is gonna eat this but me. <laughs> exactly. If if you look at it though, the people that throw the most shade, and this is where I draw the line with a lot of people, you know, I don't I rarely drink. I can't remember the last drink that I had. Rarely do I drink alcohol. Um everything that I eat is weighed and measured exactly for my body and my goal. Um I don't smoke. I don't dip. I don't do any type of drugs. I don't do, you know, my body is like, I only get one. So I treat it as good as possible. And, you know, my life. Um, but the ones that give the most hate are the ones that are drinking themselves under the table every Saturday or on Friday. They're, you know, they're putting the booger sugar in their nose and all that good stuff. But they're like, oh, you're taking protein and some creatine. You're a piece of crap. Like, what do you mean, dude? Like, look in the mirror. Yep. Yeah, it's, it blows my mind. But you know, but, and, and what I like is like now that I've you, once you get in, you get set into that routine, and um, you know, you, you're getting your protein in, you're taking your supplements the right way, you're doing the right stuff. I mean, you feel better about it at the end. You're like, you know what? I'm so glad I didn't have that burger. Like, I'm glad I I, I finished this chicken and rice. I'm glad I waited out. You know, I'm glad I I had this protein shake instead before the workout versus a rice crispy treat. AK, I've yeah. I've done that too many times. So, but don't don't do it because it'll make you feel sick. Like your insulin level will spike so much, you'll just get lightheaded. You're like, oh, that's a terrible, oh, yeah. terrible idea. I, I've gone. I thought I was gonna go into shock. Like I I had way too much sugar. I was like, I thought this is what I needed, but it wasn't. <laughs> and now, like, yeah. um, I'm kind of experimenting now more with maintaining my body. I guess now that you know, I'm getting into, I'm going to be turning thirty. Uh, this year and then you know to me you know I'm like I, you know I kind of want to regulate myself I wish I had started earlier doing this uh, but within the last you know this last five years I've taken a lot better care of my body as far as you know what I knowing how I like to work out and you know what I want to go for and you know my eating here and there you know I still got a little bit of fluff but you know I'm a normal I'm a normal person I'm, I'll never be a physique model because that's not what I'm going for so but, exactly. And- but my thing is now, you know, I've, I've, uh, you know, now I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me get some fish oil. Let me make sure I'm, I'm maintaining the joints. You know, let me get a multivitamin, you know, and get that in, you know, make sure that I'm getting the proper things I, I need to just have good maintenance, you know. And I didn't just start doing that on my own. You know, I did my research on it and I listened to people who, who do this for a living, you know, nutritionists and stuff like that. And they all say the same thing. They're like, just take these basic vitamins. Like these are, you know, they're not they're not a, a, a marketing gimmick or anything like that. They're they're meant to help you for those things. And not enough males or or females, you know, are doing that going into their 30s to help them maintain themselves in longevity wise, you know. And then you you take that into account as well for your your physical training. And I didn't know a lot of this stuff. I didn't really know until I started listening to this dude and, and what he was saying, you know, I was like, well, I was kind of already doing that. So I kind of knew. So I was like, oh, wow, I guess I wasn't fucked up thinking the way I was. <laughs> but, you know, this guy, you know, me and him, I mean, not me and him. One day, hopefully me and him talk. But, 
he was talking about how you know now it's a matter you know getting into your 30s into your 40s you know because he is training the SWAT team that you know they're you know those guys are in, they're a little bit older now and he's like it's about the maintenance now it's not so much about crushing yourself you know how many you know how many power cleans can you get in and crush your bones every day you know uh now it's about hey what's your maintenance look like what is the longevity you know how's your strength training looking so it can translate over into everyday life and you know the aesthetics that come from just doing your strength training that's the after effect uh for a lot of folks you know a lot of people in people's bodies are different obviously but you know some people they um you they uh they react better you know, just to strength training, because you'll see some powerlifters a are really fat, or you know they got a beer gut, but they're they're still super strong. And then you have some powerlifters that are completely cut up, like they look like physique models, but that's the yeah. after effect of of their training. You know, they they take their accessory lifts the right way, you know, and they maintain their body by taking that day off, and they do the active recovery that they need. And it's all these things that now that I'm starting to realize. Uh, that are not bad, you know, like, it's like, well, you know, yeah, I do want to one day be able to run around with my kid and throw the ball around and not get winded. You know, I don't, you know, I don't want to be a completely jacked person and not be able to run from danger or to danger, you know, like those kind of things, those things play out of my mind. Yeah. And that's what makes sense for like, for the regular, for the regular person, you know, I would say a solid 95, you know, if not more percent of the population is it all boils down to, like you said, maintenance that's what it that's what it comes down to and to maintain is not hard everybody over complicates nutrition you know everybody either wants to go 100 percent. so that if they look in the mirror they're like okay and then they look on instagram and they see their fitness model they're like all right i want to look like that in four months it's like they we just went from zero to 100 there was no <laughs> 20 30 40 50 percent in there it's like if you want to if that's your end point is you want to look like zach efron so, you know, the dude for Baywatch or whatever the fuck, um, <laughs> there has to be a 10, 20, 30, 40, you know, percentage to get into that. So you start with your 0.5%. Okay, what can I implement into my life that's 0.5% of my goal? If I, my, okay, so let's start taking a multivitamin. Okay, there we go. That's one step. Just start with that because a lot of people will start a fucking diet and they'll just, all right, Monday. I'm only eating fucking cheese. Like, that's all I'm going to eat. I'm cutting out everything else. And then it's like, you're going to fail in two weeks because you that's just not how you're meant to be. So instead, take your 0.5%. Say, all right, on Monday, I'm going to add a multivitamin. All right, two weeks from Monday, I'm going to add a protein shake. And now you have multivitamin and a protein shake. You're, you're slowly building this. So you're 0.5%. Now you're at 10%. And let's say six months down the line, I want to add, I want to go on a mile run every other day. You, you see kind of how that works or, mm-hmm. or what I'm saying, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, you're building up the layers of your fitness. Yeah, and that's what most people need to do. But instead, you hop on Instagram, man, that dude, and they just see this dude, and they're like, man, I want to look like that dude by next week. And you're like, I'm sorry, because I had a dude message me um, on Facebook Messenger, and he was like, hey, I need to lose 25 pounds. And uh, I think it was like, like 30 days 30 35 days and i was like bro i i can't i'm not even gonna take you on like i can't help you like that's not what i'm about get like, di- i'm not tell him to get diarrhea yeah just be like just eat like a what's that well just take like a pill that makes you shit a lot what are those oh called? yeah uh is it an enema 
Uh, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Oh, damn. What is it called? Laxative. Honestly. Yeah, just take like a yeah, laxative thing. and You take a detox one. Take a detox yeah. one and you'll definitely lose some weight, man. If you do that or do one of uh, the... Who's that guy? Uh, Mitch uh, Mitch Aguilar. He runs a, a some crazy supplement thing. It's a it's basically just greens, but it's a greens like shake. Calls it like smashing greens or some shit like that. And oh, nice, dude. People, but you, but again, you're not eating meals. Like you're just doing shakes and a protein shake, and it is and it shreds all that. It's basically just body weight for a lot of people, like water weight, um, and that's what they're losing. You know, because they're they're just shitting their brains out every day. I don't know if I want to do that. I like food too much. Yeah. I got to be in a yeah, real yeah. bad bind or something like that um, for me to to do all that. Like it's just it's not for me. You know, yeah. it's not my and goal. That's something, that's something I get asked, you know, pretty frequently. Is hey, can you uh, can you send me a meal plan? I'm like, what What do you mean a meal plan? Like, I was like, I don't do, I don't do meal plans. I'm not gonna make you like a 60 day fucking meal plan. Like, it's not how this is gonna work. And they're like, well, why not? I'm like, well, if you look at how nutrition works, let's say we start on May 1st, which is today, and I get your your macros and everything based off of your height, weight, and a whole bunch of other crap, your activity level, blah, blah. In two weeks, when you lose, let's say you're on May 1st, you're 180 pounds. And let's say two weeks from today, you are 175 pounds. Everything changes. I have to, you have to drop the calories. Everything gets changed to lower amounts. Um, and the macros will change and all that good stuff. So let's say on May 1st, I give you this fucking meal plan based off of what you were on May 1st. Well, when you're 178 pounds on May 15th, you're not going to change anymore because the meal plan never changed. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. No, yeah. Nutrition is evolutionary. It's all the time. Like, and people don't realize that. Like, if somebody sells you a one-time meal plan, you just wasted your money. Like, I'm sorry, you did. Like, it's just how it is. Yeah. Well, what's good so, is uh, I've seen a lot of people have really good results with the hybrid nutrition um, program. Uh, they're at, they're based out of Miami, but uh, I mean they have great programs, and then they also their nutrition is pretty good. Um, a lot of good good results from that. A lot of uh, feedback from people and stuff. But you know, but they're not overnight results either. These people, it's like, oh, you know, it started last year. This is where I'm at this year. That's a whole year's worth of work to get to that point. I mean, and that's that's including holidays. You know, when people like to eat and do all. I mean, and they're and they're crushing it. You know, people that want it will do it. Uh, if they really yeah. want to stick to the nutrition, they'll do it, and the, and they'll see that once you kind of get that diet in play that they really like. Uh, it starts becoming less of a diet and more of a lifestyle thing, you know, like for me, I just, you know, I don't originally was like, Oh yeah, I'm not going to eat sugar and I'm not going to drink beer during the week. And it was kind of hard for me. And then, uh, now it's just a lifestyle thing for me. Now I don't really care to drink even on the weekends. If I don't have to, I won't, unless I'm going to go hang out with buddies and go see them. Then yeah, you know, I'll have a beer, have occasional one or two, you know, we'll do that. Do I choose the really light beer? Yes. Uh, cause I'm still, you know, I'm still self-conscious about it and I make sure that I'm doing the right thing when I can, you know, but it doesn't stop me from having fun and, and hang out with my buddies because again, you know, and this is for anybody, you know, that's not getting into doing what Shane's doing, which is, you know, physique modeling or, you know, doing the physique competitions and doing the bodybuilding. If that's not your goal, uh, then just live life, you know, go to the, and your goal is just, just stay fit and, and, you know, be a normal person and go to the gym, then just do that. You know, 
Exactly. Use simple use simple terms and simple techniques, which is if you want to lose weight, lower your calories. You want to gain more weight, up your calories. You know, calorie deficit. You know, do that. Um, but you utilize something that's going to help you do that too. You know, like the MyFitnessPal app. I mean, that kind of gives me the, like we just talked about. You know, gives you what's in the ballpark, what you need, uh, and just stay within those numbers. And it becomes really simple. It becomes like an everyday thing. You're like, oh, cool. And you don't have to be the annoying person that's like, oh, this is over my calories. Like, hey, man, I'm sorry to tell you this, but just because you eat one salad doesn't mean that you're going to be fit the next day. And just because you have one fucking piece of cake doesn't mean you're going to be fat tomorrow. You know what I mean? Now, again, goes back to our term of or the thing that we talked about, which was the moderation. Moderation's key, man. Do things in moderation. Don't be eating chocolate cake every day or every night for dinner. Then, yeah, you're going to fucking get fat and you're going to, you know, you're probably going to have a heart attack and onset diabetes. It's probably going to happen. Now, you do it once in a while, whatever, man. Go live life. But if your goal is to, you know, get into bodybuilding to do those things, then, yeah, then you definitely need to, like, be there to a T and sit in that dark corner and eat that chicken. Yeah. Chicken and rice till I die, dude. (laughs) Every day. And that's. That's the thing like we've said before and we've talked about is that moderation is extremely important and you have to live your life. Like I'm slowly working back into like trying not to binge 3000 calories for the cookies in one sitting. So that's what, that's literally what it comes down to is life doesn't stop, you know, for your goal. Life didn't stop for my show. Like it's not, I didn't want my show to impact my wife or my family. You know, if I'm sitting at a fucking what, what holiday was that new year's eve my entire family was eating prime rib my dad spent like 250 bucks on this prime rib prime rib taters everything you can think of and i'm sitting in my dark little corner getting made fun of eating fucking chicken and asparagus with some potatoes but guess what my choice didn't affect them they still enjoyed but guess what it affected me and because it was it was what i wanted to do and that's what it comes down to is life doesn't stop for your goal and you have to be able to work around it. Hell yeah, dude. So what, uh, so moving on to your, to your business. So how is transport, uh, ugh, how is transparent performance and nutrition working out for you so far? And, uh, what's like, where, what are your next steps for that? So we're doing really well. I've kind of slowed down. I haven't been taking on really any clients, um, strictly due to college. I've been so fucking busy with college and prep that, I've, I turned, I turned a few people away. You know, if I can't give somebody 200% of me, then I don't want to get, then I'm not even going to bother taking them on. Um, cause it's a disservice, you know, mm-hmm. like with any other business. Um, so where we're going in the future is we were trying to, we're still, we're going to, I'm going to open up my own gym here. Eventually. Um, we want to get a, uh, transparent performance and nutrition brick and mortar, um, here in junction city, Kansas. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. That was the goal. I, got this huge business when I was visiting with banks and all this other shit is a very stressful couple weeks. Um, but what, what I did was I took a step back and with my business partner, Derek, um, we took a step back and we reevaluated everything. Our overall end goal is to get our gym up. But here in the meantime, um, based off what we got from the banks and everything, we're going to keep saving money because any startup costs a lot of money. Right. That's just how it is especially in the gym, the gym space, because that equipment is fucking expensive. Um, you know, some of those pieces of equipment you see in the gym, one squat rack, you know, cause we're going to go with all arsenal strength equipment. I love arsenal strength. I love their company. They're up and coming. They're smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're going to go with. But one squat rack is 1500 bucks. 
and you know you, you times that by three you know <laughs> you're looking at five yeah. grand or whatever um and those other people like a let's say like a cable curl machine or a leg a leg machine uh uh what the fuck's that called a leg extension mm -hmm. well leg extension is four grand good lord like, you see how that adds up real freaking quick mm -hmm. um so what i'm doing is i got accepted i applied and got accepted to focus personal training institute um out of new york city so um i'm not moving it's online um i was going to move to new york city for six months um but i will be going and attending one of the right the premier i would call it the premier personal training institute in the united states so we're very excited for that that man that's awesome dude that that's that's really good i'm I'm proud of you that you're you're finally like expanding the business that far and you're going to get more knowledge too that way i mean it's going to have it's going to add more to that credibility that you need exactly and that's one thing like i said you know way back in the beginning is any anybody can go and take you know pay six hundred dollars and take the isfa or you know the nsca exam you know never been in a gym before but what the personal training institute does and going to an actual institution that treats that teaches personal training and also at the end you walk out with the same certifications you now have practical experience that you can put on a resume and you can you can say okay i went to an actual personal training institute here we go and it's like you're to me it's like it's the right it's the right move and it's one thing that not many people do that I will have. Um, so my uh, mentor, Cody, the one I was talking about, he actually is an FBTI graduate. Um, he went there and that dude is, he's extremely successful. If you want an extremely successful veteran that knows his shit, like I said before, you should have him on here. He's that dude. I look up to him. He's a great, great guy. Oh yeah. No, I definitely, I'll definitely hit him up, man. You'll have to introduce us and, and he'd be a really cool person to cover for this podcast because, you know, you know, I'm trying to expand the podcast in itself to different areas of subjects too. you know. Um, yeah. You know, you do the hunt. We can do the hunting a lot. Um, you know, now I'm venturing into the kayaking space, uh, trying to get more people on for that. And and obviously the fitness side, because there's a lot of guys who hunt that that are also, you know, big into big into fitness, too, at the same time. And those two correlate, you know, from the mental aspect and, and all this, all those things. Um, so what is your, you know, what's going to be your goal now? You got all this stuff on your plate, you know, like what is whitetail season going to look like now? What is muley season going to look like for you? Oh, dude, this year, my, uh, my hunting is going to take a huge hit. Um, I don't even know, honestly, if I'll be able to. Last last um, fall, I was extremely blessed. I was be I was able to go hunting, you know, almost every day. It was truly, truly a blessing. But this year, um, I got way too much on my plate. You know, um, FPTI and uh, the business, and trying to get my I, I want to get my facility open um, in January. So that takes uh, a lot of time and effort. And if something is going to take a hit, it's going to have to be the hunting, unfortunately. Um, but that's just how it is. Sometimes that's just how life works out, you know? Oh yeah, no, I get it. And what is your, you know, so let's just say hypothetically too, you know, what is, have you thought about, you know, how your training is going to have to change when it comes to hunting season, when you finally get to go out there and do, especially the muley hunting where you're going to be doing a lot of, a lot of walking again and a lot of hiking and, and all that. Are yeah. You, are you, have you thought about like, Hey, like I may have to change over to more of a performance uh, area instead of aesthetics, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to getting ready for this. And I, and, and by performance, I don't mean getting back into CrossFit per se, but 
really looking into more of like the endurance aspect of putting heavy weight on your back and doing, you know, long runs or long sled drags and doing now shifting more into strength training, strength and conditioning per se. Yeah. That's something I've kind of, kind of thought about here, actually, you know, my actual bodybuilding season is kind of over. Um, so like today I went on a run, I ran today. So that's like a small incremental. I think I ran for like five minutes, which is more than I've ran in the past year. (laughs) So, uh, that that's something that I definitely will start implementing is running again. But like I said, I'm going to do my, do my diligence and do my 0.5, my 1%, my 20% all the way to my 100%. Um, that's, that's just how I work. Um, so here in maybe, Oh, I'd probably say three to four months. That's kind of when I'll start doing like longer, longer runs, so to say. And then, uh, I'll incorporate more hit training, not so much CrossFit, just hitty type stuff you know, stuff where you're working in high heart rates for, um, you know, longer periods of time as compared to my traditional bodybuilding where I'm sitting, you know, a heart rate of 90, um, extremely low. So that's definitely something I'll have to implement because Mm -hmm. those those hunts and stuff, you know, you're tricking up them damn hills, uh, with a lot of weight on your back, you know, that's pretty humbling pretty quickly. Right. If you're ready for it. Yeah, and then trying to keep your heart rate where it needs to be at and stuff. I, I, I you know, again, I, I go back to this guy, man. I, I can't. I have to share that podcast with you, and you have to listen to it. It's, yeah, it, it is so good the way he talks about uh, where your heart rate naturally needs to be, um, and how he trains, you know, hunters for the backcountry. You know, he trains them in the strength and conditioning approach, and for their conditioning, I mean, they're not going for long runs all the time. That may be one long run during the week you know, the middle of the week, it might just be doing, um, uh, an, uh, elevated, um, Stairmaster or something like that to get the heart rate where it needs to stay, you know, and not going above that threshold and burning yourself out, um, and keeping yourself yeah. at that 150 range and saying, Hey, if you go past 150, you're going to be burning hot and you don't want your body to assume that when it sucks, it needs to go that high. You want your body to, to be like, all right, it sucks. I need to stay at this level to maintain the whole time. It's it's a really good yeah. in depth podcast. I, I I mean I was completely blown away with it, and it completely like got me back in the mindset of strength and conditioning again, and how much I loved it before. And now I'm like fuck, like I need to get back to that, you know. So uh, I'll yeah, definitely share it with um, you. So heart rate, the heart rate training, that stuff is extremely important. So like when I would even in the bodybuilding realm, when I was doing my cardio um, that I would have to do, I was walking on a treadmill, you know, at, you know four miles an hour or whatever for like an hour, you know, with an incline of like eight to 16. Um, but we wanted the heart rate, you know, to be 140 to 165. Mm-hmm. You don't want it above or below. Those are, those are the zones. So it kind of plays into the same realm, you know, heart rate training is extremely important. And that's why you watch a lot of top level athletes. They'll, they'll do the heart rate training. Like uh, if you watch like David Goggins, you know, he does heart rate training. Um, I think that's actually what he solely does. It's heart rate training. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone sees him running these crazy amount of miles and I'm like, yeah, but he's also not running those miles in like at a six minute pace half the time. Like he's not, yeah. you know, he's not burning his threshold to the ground. Like he's doing, you know, block increments and saying, Hey, like I need to go at, you know, 30% of my, of my max time. And that's what I'm kind of working on and keeping my heart rate at this. And that, I, I really like that stuff because it gets you interested and it makes it, and it kind of makes a competition for yourself, you know, like you kind of want to beat that time and see where you're at because you know at one point and i was 
you know, you, you get to a point where you can stretch your heart out more and you can, you can stretch your cardio essentially, you know, and this is in, this is in a weird term, I guess, but you know, when I was running, we were doing, I had me and my guys, uh, we were doing, you know, three mile runs, but we were doing it three times a week. But every time we went, um, you know, we were getting a little bit faster and faster, obviously, because every week, you know, you would progress or every month we were progressing to, you know, getting to being able to run a little bit further. And my heart rate, uh, I, I had it at like maybe like 160, but I was pushing a seven minute mile. And for my body weight, you know, and A, I wasn't trying to like bust six minutes, but seven minute mile, I was like, damn, I was like, my heart rate's really low for seven minute mile right now. And I'm, and I'm doing really good, you know, and, and I was able to complete, you know, my three miles and, and all that stuff and, and not be super winded, you know, cause you, it's amazing how, how fast that cardio can build up, you know, it builds up faster than muscle. So you want to get good exactly. at cardio and you start running, you will see improvements a lot faster with, with cardio. If you, if you just push the lungs and the heart to to train that way exactly and that's one thing um like you were saying everybody and it's like this weird stigma um i actually ran into it uh with my little brother not that long ago you know um i was saying i gotta do 80 minutes of cardio you know for at 3.4 miles an hour for you know like i just said 80 minutes and he was like you're only 80 minutes to 3.4 mile an hour that ain't nothing and i was like well that's not what it's about like you don't have to go full out sprint for 80 minutes to lose weight you can do low intensity steady state cardio if you want to lose weight implement low intensity steady state cardio because that is what is going to help you lose weight you want to be in that 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 zone for as long as possible as compared people are say oh hit training it you know you lose so much weight afterburn blah blah shut the fuck up that's not how that works like just go walk for a while you know um so where were they going with that I think I hit it. I think I you hit it. Yeah, I think I hit it. Um, but but yeah. So uh, people just need to need to realize that they don't have to run like completely sprint to lose weight. That's not how that fucking works. Like it's just mis- misinformation, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of marketing gimmicks out there for that kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean that's why you know I I enjoy following these uh these hunting companies that are also physical fitness companies at the same time. I just, I love what they're doing with their, you know, their marketing scheme is genius for one. Um, so I'm not, I'm not naive to those things. Uh, but you know, you, you know, softly mountain ops, um, just to name those two you know, in, in particular, I mean, just a, you know, a marketing scheme. Great. <laughs> you hit that one on the nose. Yeah. You got everyone's attention. But B, their training is their training is good. Uh, I like Mountain Ops. You know, their I like their uh, their philosophy towards things. I like their mission statement. It's it's pretty good, and and they get a lot of support from people. And I, and there have been you know I'm not saying there's a whole ton of clients that I've seen on there that have made crazy improvements. But there's a lot of people who've who've dedicated themselves to the company in a sense and did the training program they had on there and used their supplements and they lost weight. You know, within a year or two years. And I like to, I want to underline and highlight that a year to two years lost this weight and they're still improving. It didn't happen in 30 days. There was no 30 day abs. So, I mean, exactly. they, they put in the work and, you know, that's, that's what's important, man. Small, steady, incremental goals. Facts, that's, dude. That's the key. That's the fucking key. And nobody, nobody knows that. They act like it's this, some, some secret that, people that lose weight know that they don't fucking know that there's some gimmick 
some trick. It's like, no, you just you just have to put in the time. You, you have to put in the effort. You have to do things right, you know, 90% of the time or 75% of the time. Mm-hmm. There's no magic pill. There's no fucking phone number you can call. Like It just comes down <laughs> to hard work. That's literally it, and people don't understand that. Yep, they need to... Uh... They need to listen to Arnold Schwarzenegger's highlight reel because he exactly. says everything perfectly. And that's a guy who obviously is, A, extremely genetically gifted, um, but B, also, you know, just his, you know, just because he took the things he did didn't mean he just got like that, you know. So just, and he's been, he was working out a lot younger. So I already know that his genetics were insane. Have you seen his, have you seen his son? Like his, uh, like yeah. his love child? Yeah, he's a tank. Dude, that yeah. kid's jacked already on his own. It's just because yeah. he looks like this, because he has he shares the same genes. But Arnold's other two kids, uh, one is a uh, a hefty specimen, and the other one is um is is another. He's actually just a, a very scrawny specimen. So you're just like, yeah. whoa! You're like I did not uh, put those I, two together. I was reading that that came down. So the Arnold practically raised the one son. I think that you know, yeah, on the side, the, yeah, the, the big, the big, the big bastard. Uh, the other, the other ones, I don't know if you had quite such a hand in, you know. But uh, it definitely, you can definitely tell. And it, I mean, it comes down to goals. Maybe the other two have completely separate goals. I don't want to sit here and. Hate oh, you know, no, 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 no. The the, uh, yeah. the younger one, or not the younger one, but the the other two. One's like a normal kid. He doesn't want anybody to. He doesn't want to do with that kind of lifestyle. I guess the Hollywood lifestyle. The other one's like an actor. You know, he wants to be an actor and shit, and the other one just wants to be a bodybuilder, and he's just stuck in Arnold's shadow. But, well, I mean... Yeah, can you imagine having that dude as your dad? Like, you'd never get past that. You know, he's like one of the greatest body... He's yeah. probably the greatest bodybuilder of all time. Yeah, you're never getting out of that, that dude's shadow. And, you know... Yeah. yeah, definitely one of the greatest bodybuilders. I mean, I wish they would bring back more... Uh, I would love to go to, to a bodybuilding show, but only to go watch the classic physique guys. The golden Dude, era, the, like the golden era stuff. I think those dudes are just overall. And you know, it's funny you read about those guys, like uh, um, Louis Frigno and, and stuff. And, and you in that dude was a power lifter. Yeah, he he power lifted. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys. You read about the golden era days. I mean, a lot of them were doing power cleans. They were doing snatches. They were doing all these lifts on top of their, you know, to get them ready for bodybuilding. You know, to have strength on top of the muscle. And it just it, compounds. It, mm-hmm, heavy compounds, man. And you're just like, huh? You know, they had they were they had a science behind that, man. Like they knew what they were doing, especially in a, in a world where they didn't have you know uh, crumble plates or, or bumper plates. You know, when they're doing cleans, they had to bring it back down and do basically uh, a reverse deadlift, going all the way back down, or doing you know an RDL coming back down with that weight. They couldn't just drop it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those dudes are just those dudes are freaks. I mean, I I watched the classic guys, um, and I can attest to this. It was my my first show, even going and watching. Um, even today, like <laughs> that one dude. Uh, there was one guy that was just like just a mountain of a man, just a big. He I think he has a good chance of probably winning a pro card. Um, he was an older gentleman who I was sitting there, and my coach he was sitting next to me, and he. This guy was like flexing his shit on stage and like stomping and just acting like a, acting like a fucking power builder. That's what he looked like, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, my coach just looks at me and he goes, "That dude fucking loves trend. I guarantee it." It was, just, <laughs> it was like fun, that dude. He was a tank of a man, but it was like cool to watch their posing because like the physique guys like me, you know, we're like the JV of like the bodybuilding world, 
and then the classic and the the uh, power not powerlifters like the power builders or whatever. They're like that's like what you aspire to be when you're training when you know like me five years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, but their posing is crazy. They have to hit like thirteen poses. It's like watching a swan dance. Like yeah. it's just insane. It's, it's honestly like a fucking art. Like I was impressed. There was one guy his posing was beautiful like he was phenomenal like i was like in trance like like in tra- is that the word in trance is that a word yeah trance yeah uh or in a trance like watching this dude because i was like that's amazing you know i walk up there i hit my two little poses and then i'm done but these guys do like a whole ass dance to like a minute and a half of songs mm-hmm. yeah man yeah it, it just i i love watching it on on youtube man just seeing these just these athletes man just do this and you're just like man like uh, if I had to do it, man, I would have a mustache. I would, I would just want to look like some old, old school, like late seventies, like classic bodybuilder. Like that would be, the, that yeah. would be like the funniest shit. I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do this swan dance. Let's get it. <laughs> Cause I mean, there's yeah, one, dude. I got, I'll, i have to share a photo with you. Uh, there's this guy on Instagram I follow, um, uh, that does that. He's, he's big into the classic stuff and his posing is crazy. It looks like, he looks like a model for, uh, old school lab supplements or something, dude. Like <laughs> the dude is just a freak. Um, yeah, that's crazy to watch like a, you know, 200 to 220 pound man, just like dance, like a little ballerina up there. It's, it's, it's intense. It's cool. Oh yeah. Well, Hey brother, I'd, uh, I hate to have to cut this off, but we're at an hour and 15 now. So, uh, it was, Bro, it was awesome catching up with you and and getting your insight on your show and, and your prep and and just your on your more instead of your hunting stuff, just more of what you're doing for your you know your physical activity stuff. You're, you're working out, your nutrition, and and what your business is starting to grow to. And I'm uh I can't wait to keep supporting that. Um, I got to order another shirt from you this time. I might have to order an extra large uh because I don't know if the washer ruined it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've had that. I've had people say that actually that it shrunk. So yeah, maybe next time we'll have to get sizes size up. So yeah, yeah, I'll have to do that because that one that one shrunk on me. I was like, damn it. <laughs> but I'm yeah. cool with it. You know, I wear it to the gym once in a while, but I have to wear it with like I don't know, like sweatpants or something. If I wear it with shorts, it just becomes it. a crop top. It yeah, we're gonna have to crop top crop it for top the summer, it. dude. With the you gotta put the yes. pit vipers on. Exactly. <laughs> this is too funny. All right, bro. It was good hearing from you. Uh, Till next time. Oh, yeah, man. You take it easy. You know what? I did this last podcast, and I totally forgot to do this. Where can people find you at? (laughs) You can find me on Facebook, uh, transparentperformanceandnutrition.com. Or not .com, just transparentperformanceandnutrition. You can also uh, email me at transparentperformance at gmail.com. Hell yeah. And uh, one last thing, if you guys want a grown man peanut butter jelly sandwich, sugar-free jelly, two tablespoons of water, mix it with some peanut butter and some protein powder, stir that shit up until it gets nice and fluffy, throw that bitch on a piece of bread, solid. (laughs) Sounds good, dude. (laughs) All right, man. Till next time. All right, see you, buddy. All right, bye.